I had the scary evening of like putting the kid down by myself where it's like nothing goes right. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, like I'm pretty, like I'm decent at putting her down and I got her down and she's fine. But it's like, you know, she just went off her rocker at one point and it was like, you could just see the cart like sliding off the tracks. <laughs> You're like, how do I get this back on? How do I get this back on? That's funny. Just before I came to this, down here to the studio, I could hear my son yelling, mommy, he just will not sleep. So <laughs> my wife was like, oh God, she can't even like have time to settle in after the kids go down. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Ashley just walked in. and Why are you flipping me off? Hey guys, uh, I had a couple of audio issues again this time. It shouldn't be super noticeable, but there might be a couple of places where my audio kicks over to my AirPods. So um, I think I caught most of them and I correct them pretty quick, but just apologies for that. We're using a new podcasting platform and for some reason it was just jumping back and forth between my audio. So hopefully I got most of them, but if I missed a couple, uh, apologies and we'll get that sorted for the next episode. Welcome to episode 46 of Podcast X. We're back two weeks in a row. We're on a, we got some momentum behind us for once. Uh, I am your host, Ben Kendrick. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Keys. Hi, I'm here. I just woke up. Uh, it's late at night, as always. We record this at the worst possible time, but I have a coffee. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and special guest, Kopi Outlaws here. I'm hard as nails. Your boys are soft. I'm awake. <laughs> I don't sleep. I'll keep one eye open. Yeah. Why do I sound better? That's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we are today going to be talking most anticipated movies of 2024. We're also going to talk a little bit TV and, you know, maybe like one game we're looking forward to, a couple other sort of fun categories. And then we're going to talk about Echo, which I have not seen. So these guys are going to break down how they're feeling about it. Try and get me, try and get me interested in this, try and get me back into this daredevil season three that I didn't watch and get excited for the new daredevil series. So the, uh, I don't know, get some, got a challenge ahead of you guys because I didn't tweet about this, but I haven't, I'm not caught up on some of this stuff. So, all right, we'll start out with most anticipated movies of 2024. Um, I, yeah. Which one of you guys wants to go first? You guys, I mean, either you have a, movie that you're just like really excited to talk about um yeah i mean <clears throat> i have a I mean, few it's just, in it's there. just deadpool 3 that's the answer it is that's 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 <laughs> been so long one. bro um, it is january 17th Fuck, i know man. i know like, i know we this was so long ago that i didn't feel like we did this, <laughs> but all right um yeah just to catch it up uh, i mean the answer is deadpool 3 uh the other answer is like beetlejuice 2 the other answer is like furiosa uh, they're all like kind of sequels. There's, there's actually some pretty promising sequels coming our way this year. And those are probably the most highly mm -hmm. anticipated things. That there are a lot of sequels this year. Like, oh, somebody did a breakdown, <laughs> your buddy, your buddy, Evan, you know, he's great at oh, you yeah. know, putting together a long series of things. So he put together a, uh, Twitter list of all the sequels that are coming out and it is pretty, oh 
It is pretty nuts. Let me see. I think I yeah. might have. Well, yeah, here we go. Uh, Joker 2, Dune 2, Smile 2, Sonic 3, Venom 3, Terrifier 3, Gladiator 2, Bad Boys 4, Deadpool 3, Inside Out 2, Beetlejuice 2, Paddington 3, Ghostbusters 4, Despicable Me 4, Kung Fu Panda 4, and Beverly Hills Cop 4, to name a few. Uh, they also had like yeah. Planet of the Apes. Like, did you get that? I mean, that one's like. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you mean that's, well, that's a reboot, technically, but if you want to count yeah, reboots, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other list. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah just a quiet people. place. There's the Untitled Aliens film. Um, yeah, these are all. Do we know about Spider Verse? That's. The, we're we're unsure on that, right? Beyond Spider Verse. No, we're not. It's like 2027. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is that bad. Uh, yeah. No, these are just the, all straight uh, up sequels. These are not even prequels and and reboots or, or like. What about prequels. Twisters? Does that count? Again, yeah, that's a reboot. Like again, those are just re. Like, oh, these I thought just, it was a sequel. Oh, okay. No, Twisters is a is a. It's really if, if it's a requel, if anything. Like yeah, that's on. fair. They know we just give yeah. a fuck about that shit in a long time, so it's a requel. Um, yeah, but these are just the sequels I, I I listed off. You got, I mean, yeah, when you start throwing in prequels and reboots, that that shit gets wild. Like, but yeah, uh, it's yeah, yeah. There are a lot of freaking. I think yeah. I mean, I think Beetlejuice too might be my. I mean, Deadpool. I'm very excited. It's probably going to be the thing that's going to be the most satisfying and deliver for me. But I, man, I was such, I was so into Beetlejuice when I was a kid. I, because I was into Batman, right? Michael Keaton's Batman. So I started checking out other movies he was in and I got like really into Beetlejuice as a kid. So that one is definitely up there for me. I don't even remember when I finally connected the dots that Batman was also Beetlejuice. I think it was yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah, they're a little yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, it was just I, like, I mean, Michael Keaton's in the makeup in Beetlejuice. So it was like, totally. Did, yeah. I didn't, and I didn't know enough about Michael Keaton when I saw Batman. I wasn't like, "Oh, there's a dude from such and such and such." Like, I didn't know who yeah. it was. He was Batman. I don't really know yeah. how I connected those dots. Maybe like one of my parents liked Beetlejuice, and they were kind of like, "Oh, that's the guy from Batman." And I'm like, "Oh shit! Well, yeah, love me some Batman, so I'll love me some Beetlejuice." Yeah, it kind of brings up like, when did I start realizing like actors were actors, and there was this level not, of artificiality to the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. it was just like, yeah, it wasn't. For Michael Keaton, it wasn't until he became a fucking snowman that I figured it out. <laughs> In that other movie, what was that called? I Frosty or some shit? I forget. <laughs> Jack Frost, right? That's it. He dies and becomes a snowman or something. I don't remember this plot. Um, I do. Yo, Beetlejuice, the cartoon though. That like, I like the movie, but the cartoon was like I was the right age for that. That was a good. Uh, that was a bang. Yeah, that was a great cartoon. Yeah, cartoon was um, great. Yeah, uh, dude, that so, and Ghostbusters two great animated series. Yeah, animated. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that arguably at Great times surpassed the originals. Yeah, yep, it's true. That's um, true. On, on Deadpool, I mean, Deadpool three is the, the big one, right? Um, it's been it's been a while since Deadpool two. It's the only sort of like real MCU release this year. You know, we're not counting Madam Web and Craven and all these other weird Sony whatevers. Um, but you know, they have a yeah, sleeping on Madam Web. You guys are hating. I mean, it's got a great cast, but I mean that. Jeez, at some point we got to put some Spider-Man heroes in these Spider-Man. Bro, this one has spiders in the Amazon. Universe. It's got spiders everywhere. Yeah, everybody's ant or whatever's in the Amazon <laughs> researching spiders. The, yeah, it's got the Morbius thing of like, there's bats in the Amazon, and <laughs> oh my god, what a bad start! That trailer was. Bro, <laughs> Raven's gonna be in the Amazon, surrounded by all those spiders too. He's gonna be yeah. surrounded by um, Madam's webs. It's gonna be 
This shit's going to be tight. You guys are not. What if the Sony verse turns out to just take it this year? What if I, there is no be way that could. If, it would be incredible if that were true. <laughs> Craven, it would be incredible because it would mean they'd have to go back and reshoot Craven. And they all have like a big buildup to like the greatest. What if they do like an Avengers movie before like fucking Marvel Studios ever gets to one again? Because Marvel Studios <laughs> is fucking eating ass right now. Like they're just Tony can take this shit. Not in a good way. You're saying I see. Um, yeah, but. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, because these cravings rated R, right? They're trying to do something different. I guess Deadpool is too. But look, the, back to Deadpool though. The big thing is like Marvel interest in the MCU quality, everything planning. It's it's like all time low. And yes, the whole Jonathan Majors thing also puts a big wrench in their bigger multiverse Avengers plan for sure. Um, but I think Deadpool three is going to like double down on the No Way Home stuff. Obviously, right? We know everyone for everywhere. But I, I wonder how good that will be and how much that will. That will carry forward. My fear is like we'll see, you know, Hugh Jackman back, and they'll—I don't know how it's going to end, but it'll be the send-off for all these Fox characters, I guess. But then what? Like, how long do we wait <laughs> for like the next step of that story? You know what I mean? There's no X-Men movie on the schedule yet. Um, there's not even a director. I mean, we all know it's so. Phase Seven. Yeah, which is who knows when now. Maybe Wolverine claws. It's going to be Phase Wolverine claws. Yeah, or your boy BT. He's like, you have to wait till Phase X or whatever X for X Men Phase Ten. Have you guys like? Have you guys have like really gone back and watched Deadpool too much? Like, I feel like I've only ever seen it once, so I'm kind of curious. Maybe I've seen it a couple times, but like, kind of curious. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm. I mean, the anticipation of seeing all these people and it being kind of a multiversal thing at one point sounded really cool to me. I'm sure it's going to be really entertaining. I'm sure I'm going to have a great time, but like is it going to be one of my favorite movies of the year once the dust is settled and I got to see those cameos? Like, is it going to actually be a good like movie the way maybe like the first one was? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a Sean Levy movie and Sean Levy makes like, if nothing else, pretty solid movies. Yeah. And they always have heart drama, heart comedy. Like they've really got this down. I mean, they're in a pretty good stride. Like free guy was great. Adam project was good. Yeah. Yeah, like they, but, but you're right though. Right. They're not like yeah. I, I mean, the expectation we should lower expectations. It's easy. I mean, it's up against no other Marvel movie, which lately have sucked anyway. And then it there's what it's got to beat Madam Web. I mean, it's 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 like there's nothing happening this year. No DC movie. So it, I mean, the the competition is at the all time low for the last decade, um, which is one thing working in its favor. But yeah, I mean, you know, the marketing is going to be off the chain because it's Ryan Reynolds and his maximum effort company. Right. But one thing I am excited for though, you're right about Deadpool too. Like I didn't love how they handled the cable of it all. And, yeah. and, and it, it is set piece to set piece to set piece. You know, it's very David Leach. Like you know, Not even it's just style, like the drama stuff was like, it was too it's fucking goofy. serious. Like, yeah, it was the best part yeah. of and him and like that whole thing and turn that into like an actual dramatic story. It was just like, I don't need sad Deadpool. Like nobody needs that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure we'll get away from yeah. that. And, and, the, and the R rating is overblown. It's, I think it's strictly going to refer to just the violence of the action. Really, it's not going to be like as sexual as the first Deadpool was. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, d- I, doubt the Dis- Dis- I doubt Disney's Deadpool is going to open up with him being pegged. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, that would be sick, though. Um but yeah, I mean, the, here, here's one cool thing, though. The one thing we, I like about the Deadpool films, of many things, is that they at least more f- f- 
like they follow the characters in the comics more closely. So like Juggernaut is gigantic. Colossus is actually big and Russian. So, you know, we, we already seen Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. He's wearing the yellow and blue costume. So like when we see all these characters and cameos and, you know, whether Channing Tatum shows up as Gambit or not, he's going to look like the character from the nineties cartoon. Yeah, that yeah. in and of itself is fucking cool. Even if it's like a one-time thing before they reset. Um, so, I mean, it's exciting from that respect but you're right Deadpool 2 is largely forgettable in, in, you know compared to most of these films and um but i mean can't be worse i would assume right Sean Levy yeah. doesn't miss so yeah i don't yeah. know the um what so i'm trying to think of like what what do you how are you guys feeling about the monsterverse these days after monarch legacy oh. Can I speak to that? So I made a list of like four or five things I'm excited for. Deadpool 3 was at the top of that. I'm also excited for – and Kofi rattled a bunch of these off. But like they haven't named it yet officially, but the Aliens film. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, which is, we think it. is called Romulus. That I'm excited for. I yeah. love – we all love Prey. Um, yeah. So I hope that gets a similar treatment. Uh, and Dune 2 is going to be huge, I'm sure. Um, Beyond the Spider-Verse, if it came out this year, would be there too. Um, but I have a list of like special mentions, like movies I would think are just kind of fun and then movies that are going to be terrible. And it's like – Garfield and then Godzilla versus Kong too, or whatever this movie's called. Um, Godzilla I think the Monster vs. Kong is terrible. Um, I don't think it's terrible. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think Monarch was very much a slog, but by the end, I think it got kind of cool in the last few episodes. I I liked yeah. kind of what it did with some of the sci-fi concepts when we really got into that. I wish that some of that had been earlier in the season to really kind of make it interesting. Um, I, I like what they're actually doing as an interqual and kind of filling in gaps of the movies and kind of like setting up. A, I mean, they're just getting up to the second movie now, but uh, I could see yeah. where, how you could have this series filling gaps and, and still be behind the release of the movies, but filling in, you know, explaining like the tie ins are fun. Like, that's what I'll say about Monarch is the tie ins are fun scene to scene, the kind of character drama and the episode structure of the first season was a lot of spinning wheels for like a payoff that probably, like I said, probably would have been more interesting earlier in the season if we knew that was going on. But um, I've thought the last two episodes were, were pretty strong and I like where it left season one and kind of what it set up. Cause that whole part of the story could be filled in. Um, I'm in a weird place though, because I was just reading, like, I, I got to go back out and I got to go watch Godzilla minus one in the black and white and see if that makes a difference. I was like, the lo- I feel like I was the lowest person on Godzilla minus one. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've been taking a beating since then because I did, I always just give my honest opinion and I was just thought it'd be more mixed, but people have been fucking lighting me up because I didn't like that movie. And I'm just like, uh, I, go I thought it was, yeah, I mean, I. Did so you need to see it in like in black and white that makes a difference? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. Well my whole quip was it and I got started arguing with another podcaster rarely online, but um like to me I hate these I, I don't like these kind of attempted period throwback pieces where we don't yeah. make like a modern movie set in a period where they're actually like trying to remake an old movie and, and capture and remake that aesthetic and stuff yeah. like that like and so I, I was just pointing out that there was so much of that in godzilla minus one that didn't work for me there's a lot of it yeah like like a lot of the scenes are attempting to, and i and i know this for a fact because i watched old godzilla to- to- yeah, movies yeah, yeah. growing up 
when I was a little yeah, kid with my babysitter, like I watched King Kong. I watched all this old monster for shit. The, the stop motion, black and white, you know, like I did all that. So I know the aesthetic they're going for, but like seeing it in modern times is kind of cheesy. So I was just like, it doesn't work for me. It looks cheesy and melodramatic in a modern sense. I'd rather you put like a yeah. modern spin. On. That's interesting. But Godzilla scenes were amazing. The atomic breath was amazing. Like those scenes, yeah, yeah. like Godzilla was freaky cool, and, yeah. the, and those in the sequences they created were tense, like out on the sea and having to get there and do this and do that. Like those were like the, the Rube Goldberg machine of all those things was like really good yeah. and kept you tense. But I hated the melodrama scenes and stuff like that. I kept falling asleep in the movie theater. Yeah. But I, I want to be, yeah. well, I say all that to say just to finish where we started is I want to go back and see it in black and white to see if it doesn't make a distinct difference with yeah. capturing that, that old. That makes old sense. Yeah. I like, I liked Godzilla minus one. But like I, I, I remember someone telling me, oh, you know, you got to see it on IMAX or whatever when I was playing IMAX. And I didn't end up seeing it in IMAX because I was like, I was a couple weeks, I think something else opened and just like kicked it out of IMAX or whatever. But I mean, I, like, yeah, I mean, the Godzilla stuff was cool, but I, I feel like people were talking so intensely about it that when I finally saw it, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's a good story and it's cool Godzilla stuff. And there's some interesting, you know, there's subtext that's interesting here and it's operating on a level that's better than a lot of non monster verse Godzilla movies in recent memory. But I kind of felt a little bit similar to you that I, I walked away from it kind of being like, man, people are really hyped for this. And like, I liked it, but it wasn't like my pick for the best sci-fi movie of 2023 or anything like that. But well, it was for the music city film critics, best foreign film. It won. <laughs> yeah. I think it may Over have won Denver of interest. Yeah, I think so. Which is, I'm still, oh man, There's a lot of those I can't take. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm hyped for Godzilla X Kong. Is just another stupid chapter. I'm with Rob. Um, I'm I'm hyped for Joker too. I want to see. I'm I'm intrigued by this being a musical and what that means and kind of, of course, the Lady Gaga of it all as her version of Harley Quinn. I think the first movie surprised us. I think this movie might. Um. I want to see the alien movie again. I hope that Fede, I mean, Fede Alvarez hasn't missed in like what he's done. He made an evil dead movie, brought back evil dead. He made don't breathe. That's really like the only things he's done. I mean, himself as a director, if you want to get technical, but um, yeah, he, he did such a good job at, at both of those things that I think his take on alien could be really good. And, and I'm really, I love the, I love the alien and predator franchises that I didn't, I'm like obsessed with both of them. I never stopped. I realized I'd never stopped consuming their content at any real point yeah. during the year. Like I'm always watching a predator movie and alien movie. Um, they're, they're easily two of the ones I go back to the most, like for rewatchability of their, there are movies that I've watched uh, the most, all of them, like even the bad ones. Like I just rewatch because why the fuck not? Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for that new take as well. And uh, Kung Fu Panda 4 uh, for the whole family. I'm, I'm excited for that. I love Kung Fu Panda. This one seems like it's had time to cook. Uh, they started to get kind of crazy by three. We were just kind of out there. But um, yeah, this one with the chameleon and and that whole thing looks kind of dope. Where she, the chameleon can like imitate all the other kung fu masters and 
Yeah, it's been a while. And Kung Fu Panda holds a special place in my heart. Uh, It was a great date. Me and my wife went on one Saturday morning when we just went to the movies and we're like, let's go see this stupid movie. We're like, man, that was great. (laughs) That was a great movie. Um, Yeah, I love the first one. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, it was like one of the only movies. It was the first movie my daughter ever gravitated towards, and my son also, for a time, really loved it and watched it. So I've worn that movie the fuck out. I taught it at ASA <laughs> for a long time as a story about themes and how you can use different story parts to create a theme. Anyway, so I'm looking that's forward cool. to that sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Cool. That is, uh, and other than that, I don't even remember half the shit that's coming out this year. <laughs> well, a, a big one um, and a big question mark for Ridley Scott is Gladiator 2. Um, yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's spending, happening. Spending a ton of money shooting that on location. It's got a massive cast. Uh, I think Denzel's in it. Our man Pedro Pascal's in it. And it's, um, yeah. And they haven't, we haven't seen anything from it yet other than we know that we're shooting on location. So, um, you know, his movies tend to just lose money for everyone lately in the last decade or so. So, but Gladiator 1 is such an incredible achievement. And that's like a, special memory for me my whole family seeing that in theaters it was just mind-blowing so you know if he can recapture any of that on the big screen then i really hope this one you know these period epics don't typically work in the modern era so um the sword and sandal style i mean not the oppenheimer style <laughs> uh so yeah I, that's a that's a big special one for me and i also want to note like i mentioned twisters i fucking love the original twister yeah so yeah, yeah. whether this is a reboot or whatever it is it's like this is the year of glenn powell again i guess he's got that and hitman so i just put 10 on my list glenn powell because he's <laughs> having a time of his life ever since top gun so uh yeah, yeah. That's well yeah and he was in that movie with sydney sweeney too right that's it the big yeah the christmas rom-com or whatever yeah yeah, yeah um does it ever come out um, yeah, 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 it came out. out uh, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she like posts about it all the freaking time. Like when what's it like, called? When people anything but you. They share. Dude, yeah, it was like anyone TikTok, but you. People were uh, obsessed with that movie. Yeah, that's it was like, like a whole yeah. TikTok that's trend. What, they were like, "Yeah, I was just talking about teenage niece," and she was like obsessed with that movie. Like, did that even come out? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it came out. I think it's just chugging around in the background. Like, it's not. You didn't blow up or anything, but I think it, I think, you know. It's well, like I mean, shit, it made, when did it, it came out? December 22nd? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, something gets Wonka, man. It made, uh, it's made 80 million off a 25 million budget, so that's not too shabby. Yeah, I mean, these like days, that. that's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a massive success. It didn't lose money, so that's like, you know. It's a weirdly timed film. It It's like a. You know, tropical vacation set film that came out in the winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's rated R, and it's yeah. you know, it can't, it's coming out during like award season re-releases, and then you know, the the big Christmas dump of Aquaman and Wonka yeah. actually made money. It's half a billion already, so you know, it's kind of went under the radar there. But they've been pushing you know, all the viral social marketing because everyone loves those two right now, right? So yeah, yeah. But I never saw well, it. There's some weird shit that's coming out towards the end of the year too, because we have uh, like Sonic Three. And then, uh, let's see, The Lion King, Mufasa, that prequel thing. Yeah, they haven't yeah. done any marketing for that yet. No. There's a – oh, <laughs> we didn't talk about it. There's Ballerina, which is the John Wick uh, – not prequel, but it's in between John Wick, yeah. whatever, two and three or three and four. I forget. But uh, We also have well, Abigail, yeah, the horror movie about a vampire ballerina. Yeah, I'll have stuff to say about that movie soon, I hope. Uh, I'm very excited for that. Those, those yeah, what, why do you, did you, were you on set for that one? 
I got I got stuck. I got stories about that movie. We can talk oh, about okay. soon. Oh but, shit! Uh, I forgot about uh, the, one of the ones I'm most anticipating is um, Bob Marley One Love. That one, our, our boy uh, from the only good thing in Secret Invasion, Kingsley Benadire. Oh right, Bob yeah. Marley. And the best part of Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, still, I guess I guess I got to confess on this one. I still have not seen Barbie. Oh I no wow! Barbie, and I have no idea what happens in Barbie. Somehow I did all of last year and never got that information. It was actually quite remarkable. I'm just seeing how long I can keep it going. I've heard about speech. <laughs> I've heard about American Ferreira's speech. I've heard about a Billie Eilish song. And yeah. otherwise I have no idea except Barbie goes to the real world at some point. And, uh, yeah, that, that part is overblown. It's worth seeing for sure. I, I'm, I'm thinking you'd like it. I know it's yeah. not like that. I haven't, I just never, I never got to see it in theaters during the whole Barbenheimer thing. And cause oh. I had a, I said I tried to lean towards my female correspondents taking that one and nailing, knocking that yeah. one out. So oh, I just yeah. uh, did what more men should do. I just sat back and shut the fuck up for a while. Um, <laughs> and then I just never got around to watching it. I was going to watch it with the wife, but she ended up watching it alone the day one day she was home alone bored. And I was like, you know, Barbie's out. And so she watched it. And now I'm just like, now it's become a thing like where I'm secretly sneaking off by myself one day when looking around there's no one around. Okay. And then I press play on Barbie and watch it in some weird secret that like, <laughs> I don't know. So, Oh yeah. I watched it on an airplane, man. That's how I caught it. <laughs> Just become a thing. So I have not watched Barbie. So I know Kingsley Benadire from secret invasion. And uh, if you haven't watched the trailer, if you haven't been to the movies, cause they've been hyping it at the movie theaters with uh showing that movie and like talking about it, but it looks like a really good, it might be one of the better biopics in years. I think so. It uh, it played. I saw it first first time they showed anything for it was last year when I went to CinemaCon, and it kind of like they emphasized it as a big deal. So it looked fucking awesome. So I hope that's one. Yeah, we're doing a junket for that very soon. So it sounds like from what I hear, everyone at the studio is very confident in it. So so I think you're right. I think it's going to be a an award worthy biopic. I hope looks great. That's cool. Oh um, shit! I never saw this one. I want to watch this one. The American Society of Magical Negroes. I want to watch that. Is, is uh, it's uh, yeah. March twenty second. It's uh, it's um, Justice Smith and David Allen Greer and a bunch of people. It's uh, basically oh. a satirical film about yeah, it's like Harry Potter with black people. It's about a secret society <laughs> of magical black people whose uh, function is to make white leave white people's lives easier. The the magic black people that that like help out white. <laughs> what? That's the premise. <laughs> it's a real movie. Look it up. Yeah, it's a real Holy movie. Shit. I'm not making this. Uh, that's fucking funny. Um, Furiosa looks awesome. I mean, I don't know that we need to talk. We talked about the trailer about that at one point. I think the um, what's the other one that I was? I can't, how do you guys feel about another Ghostbusters movie now that I like the last one? I like the new crew, man. They're finally bringing everybody back properly. You know, but yeah. way too late, obviously, but they're doing it. So uh, I like that it's back. I like that they. I think, dude, I think the last one successfully brought the the youngsters back in it because there were a lot of like Halloween, like a lot of people dress the kids dressing up again as Ghostbusters. And that was not a thing for many, many, many years. So yeah. um, I think they were successful in bringing back a new generation. And I, I kind of hope it keeps going, to be honest. I like that they're, they've reestablished it. So yeah. um, trailers are over the top. It seems to be a lot of shit happening, but I don't know. Yeah. I like those characters. I'm going to yeah, pick this I'm stuff. Excited. I'm just going to keep picking stuff that I didn't talk about anywhere else and wasn't really aware of until right now. So <laughs> Civil War with – I want to see Civil War. Oh, Alex yeah, yeah. Garland, Civil War looks awesome. Oh, that's Annihilation crazy looks dope. And so I want to yeah. see this. This looks pretty dope. Uh, yeah, so there you go. 
That, Alex, Yo, uh, that Civil War movie looks like it could also be one of like, I don't want to say it's like one of the more grounded <laughs> movies that he's done, but like after like Annihilation was just like kind of fucking crazy, you know? And then like Men, I think was sort of at least, it was at least sort of divisive about how well that sort I of never landed. saw Men. Yeah. Yeah. But I, this feels like a thing where it's like, I don't know. It just, I, I mean, ground is not the right. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's way too real and timely. Yeah. yeah. But it, it doesn't Scary. feel like it's going to be like, maybe there'll be weird shit in it, but like, it feels like that's a movie that people might introduce him, might introduce to, might introduce him as a director to some people that have missed some of this other stuff since like 28 days later and, and things like that. Wait, um, have you guys seen devs by, by that's, that's Alex Garland show, right? Yeah, the FX show. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome, dude. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of his stuff is like, it's great, but it's like, you know, it's heady, right? Like it's not, it's not stuff that just like anybody goes and sees necessarily, but that feels like a thing that maybe will get more of a, like a bigger audience or something. Um, and then people would. He wrote like a lot. Of- oh, Ben, your mic what? switched. Dude, why does it keep doing this? Hold on. It just reset and switched to your um, your pods, I think. So weird. Saying is he, I mean, he's like written like so many awesome things too. Like 28 Days Later, you know, he like co-wrote or whatever. And then like, or I guess he just like wrote that one. He's but bringing it back. Sunshine. I mean, there's a bunch of these like that. Well, no, the big one, guys, uh, this is a special place for us, is Dread. Yeah, he dude. not only like wrote that, he basically, I mean, according to... Carl Urban, he actually directed it too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I fucking love Dread. Yeah, Dread. Still waiting for a sequel. That was such a fun fucking Comic Con experience going and seeing that. Right? With a bunch of us. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Um, any others of these that you guys want to talk I want to circle back, about? not to like, you know, we are, you know, we are certainly messy in how we organize our <laughs> random, <laughs> unplanned conversations. People like it. But People ben, like it. Loose. Did, ben, did you see Monarch? Did you watch the show? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we, we should talk around spoilers for the, for the ending of that, but um, it's funny with, with uh, how Kofi feels about Godzilla minus one. I think I'm the opposite. I love that movie. I love the set pieces and all that stuff. My only problem with that is like the main character. And I love how like he's going through personal strategy and PTSD and all, all these things. I could not wrap my hand around some of the decisions he made around um, the little girl, especially, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just leaving her place. I, I just like, no matter what, I just could not handle that part of it. And, and yeah. so it's hard to kind of like follow that storyline. But with, with Monarch, um, while I love the, the lore connections. And I, at first, when I watched the first half of those screeners, I thought it was very intentionally avoiding, like it was set right after the first Godzilla movie. I'm like, Oh, I know why they're doing this. Cause the movies are, are terrible now. Like, why would you, <laughs> and they're so yeah. goofy. But by the end of it, they actually ha- they have to because it is that continuity. They tie into like Godzilla two, yeah. and the premise of the whole Hollow Earth and, and these portals is what Godzilla versus Kong is about. And as soon as they get into that, even though it's smart on their part from a television standpoint, how they're weaving it into that continuity, that canon, to me that canon fucking sucks because that movie is terrible and they poorly handled the sci-fi. <laughs> like yeah. if you rewatch Godzilla versus Kong and see like with the vehicles they're using and how they go down there. And then now oh my God, yeah. there's this, there's this time discrepancy. They set up this whole lore where like, if you're down there, there's a, there's a time shift, but that doesn't apply in the movies, I guess. Cause we've seen people and monsters go back and forth. No, uh, so I like, solved I this. Even- I solved this. I solved this on oh, Friday. God. Um, <laughs> okay. What hit me? What Monarch does is the place they go isn't Hollow Earth. They kind of say in the last episode, 
that Kaeko figures out that this is a stopping station for them. Like there's, this is a kind of way station between the two worlds in Godzilla Mm -hmm. versus Kong. It's this, and this is happening in 2015 and Godzilla versus Kong is 2024 in apex, the company that these people come back to on skull Island at the end is the one who develops these uh, HVACs or or HVACs or whatever they're called. But basically they use the anti-gravity, they use anti-gravity technology to turn that distillation effect back on itself (laughs) and go, and they bypass the fucking way station. They go, uh, it's a direct line from hollow from (laughs) earth to hollow earth. So they're not Uh, at this stopping point, which when you think about it, it actually does make sense that like scientists in the fifties never reached actual hollow earth. Like they just had the technology to get them to this kind of halfway point by just basically following the path of the monsters as they were coming up. So this is not, was this referenced in the movies or this was referenced in the TV show to kind of wreck on that? Like the, the halfway point, I mean, that's it. It's in the last episode. She's when they find uh, Keiko, they, she's the person she's been there the longest. And she kind of like breaks down. It's a throwaway line, but she says like, uh, or no, she, cause I remembered it because they, she quotes the same thing as uh, the last episode of fucking attack on Titan, uh, a place. She says the, the, uh, the place between heaven and hell or something like that. Hmm. Right, uh-huh. which is like yeah. one of the last episodes or chapters of Attack on Titan, and I was like, "Oh shit, look at that reference!" And I thought that's what I was going to write about, but then I was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute!" And then I like went back and like listened to it again, and I was just like, I had to go back and look up the plot of Godzilla versus Kong because I couldn't remember there was a plot, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "There is so much in the beginning that actually." becomes more interesting when you actually begin to watch this show. Like, that's what's interesting about it to me. Godzilla, uh, like, it doesn't fucking matter to Godzilla. I don't care about this girl's PTSD. It really doesn't even matter to Godzilla, King of the Monsters, because that's all about King Ghidorah being an alien and on waking up Titans. And how do you explain all the Titans were there, but they weren't there. They're in portals. Like, I don't want to get into that shit because I don't have to. It's not my fucking job. It really begins to matter once you get to Godzilla versus Kong. And I think it really matters for whatever they're setting up in this new movie. It's kind of what I feel like this yeah. is all really about. Is it's gonna be some shit about where this hidden empire was and like how it was, why they may have advanced in fucking time or like whatever the fuck it might be. <laughs> and like I think they're gonna do this crazy shit. And come back Dude, and just be like that yeah. trailer, man, does not work for me. Whether it's the, it's like it is like more somehow Warner Brothers legendary somehow cracked the code and went more obvious merch heavy in the trailer than Disney has ever done. I cannot. <laughs> you mean they, they got, bro, Kong with his he's like got a metal glove. arm? And his fucking, yeah, he's got, bro. yeah, he's got a gauntlet somehow, and Godzilla's yeah, he, pink atomic breath. But here's the yeah. thing: you're mad at it, but you also love it. You want to see what the fuck he's gonna I, do? I with don't though, with the trailers. I would have if it was like that on its own. It's fine. It's actually not. I'm just kind of fucking with it. The problem is like what they've completely. They've not taken any feedback from Godzilla 2 forward. In fact, they've doubled down on how shitty it is. They've completely lost sense of scale. These might as well just be CGI people running at the camera. Like they do not it's look crazy. like 
350 foot monsters at all <laughs> and there's no stakes and it's like what, what happened to the this the sense of awe which Godzilla minus one has a, a lot of that when you're looking up at a thing and it looks like a real thing in this world wreaking devastation they don't even give a shit now now it's like a colorful cgi thing running through a colorful cgi electric explosion and there's no i can't tell where this is or if it matters remember it's when just, remember when we were at comic con and we love it we you're went through that point. uh they hadn't oh, like uh, they hadn't like revealed Kong or not Kong. They hadn't revealed Godzilla fully yet to us, and we yes. went through that immersive Activation. experience and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that was and you finally we finally got to see him and stuff. That was so fucking cool. You just saw like, the top of his face and it was yeah. fucking massive. Yeah, like the bear yeah. that sort of bear lizard design that they had. The freaking remember? <laughs> I'm not gonna name names, but do you remember that one of our rival sites went in there and tried to videotape the whole thing and got yeah, kicked, was, uh, kicked uh, out? Yeah, I, I'm not saying the name. If you want to say the name, I, you can say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of do want to say the name. <laughs> it rhymes with Malik's Millington. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a person there who has a, a, a history of like, you know, <laughs> calling out others for things that he does himself, including not turning off a laptop during a Comic-Con panel. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, this person allegedly called the police for someone having a phone on at a TIFF screening. But yeah, this person uh, was asked about three or four times not to record video of some of the things in the activation. And then um, Mr. Mountain pulled out. name because... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was hilarious. It was fun to watch, but also awkward. And I don't uh, care what's about that? you, Alex. I said, I don't care about you, Alex. <laughs> you blocked me a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> it, I, yeah, it was weird. And, uh, I used to walk him down the New York streets all the time. He'd just be walking willy nilly through Hell's Kitchen, like nobody could see him. <laughs> Sometimes we just follow him for fun, disappear when he felt that little. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the possibly most unrealistic thing about this monsterverse also is that Anders Holm is supposed to like grow old and become John Goodman. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like if you have two, two fucking, they have a show yeah, but on where the other two side, of the, the people that get, Ryan Russell thing was fucking, that was fun. That was delightful. No, that was great. That's why I think it's so ridiculous that then they're like, cause they actually got like a father and son to do like younger versions of a single character, younger and older versions of a single character. And then they're like, Oh, and also Anders Holm is John Goodman. <laughs> it's like these two people could not look at less alike. That's or so funny act any less that. alike. Like because like the oh. personalities aren't even alike in these movies at all. Like it's it, it's so funny you say that because even though they mention their names and even though when you first meet, like I'll call him Durs from Workaholics, yeah. when you see him, he's, he's basically dressing already like uh <laughs> what a younger John Goodman in, in Kong Skull Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, I cannot reconcile this because I'm listening to the work and workaholics pod podcast and they're always talking about how like adam divine from workaholics is working with john goodman right now in the righteous gemstones and then durs is fucking playing john goodman in this show and i'm like i can't figure this out this guy brain yeah. just would not allow me to 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 accept honors yeah. home playing that character but uh um, yeah i love durs good for him so weird <laughs> weird weird um all right what uh anything any other ones you guys want? I mean, I know we still want to talk Echo and we got some TV shows maybe to talk about, but uh, I, don't know, I don't know if there's any other No, I, I don't think so. This year, this year is weird because a lot of things were pushed back because of the strike into this year, and then all those things were pushed to the following the year afterwards. So it's, it's a yeah. another sort of weird 
ripple effect schedule sort of thing. So, I mean, you could, we talked about it up front with, with the, I mean, look at the Marvel DC slates because they're in the midst of a reset. There's like nothing here except Deadpool, yeah. right? So it's a very strange year. for the, I'm curious yeah. if the box office will um, be affected overall for the year by that. It's like, yeah, I mean, this year's so many of these big movies just like failed. Like, I'm curious how many of these movies get bumped, especially if we start seeing like Madam Web fail and like, you know, Ghostbusters underperform or something like, or Dune, you know, underperforming. What happens to some of these things that are kind of doubled up later in the well, year? Good question. I mean, like, like, uh, Timothy Chalamet is riding the high of Wonka, like that semi-musical ended up making half a billion and still make going strong just, you know, against all odds. And, you know, with him and Zendaya and, and, uh, and you're adding like, uh, Florence Pugh and, and like, and, and, uh, what's his face? Um, Austin Butler, like to the Dune, I think Dune has a chance to do like Oppenheimer money. You know what I mean? Like, cause there's yeah. nothing, it's up nothing. And, uh, it's got such a star cast. It's such a unique thing. It, it's high quality sci-fi, which is kind of rare. So it's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that movie and the first one came out during the pandemic and during that whole weird day and date HBO Max thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do wonder if that movie, you know, where it might have made 400, 500 million, maybe that, maybe that gets closer to a billion. Maybe it does Oppenheimer money and that it just changes the landscape a little bit and gives um, our, our boy Denis more ammo to do Dune 3 and 4 or something, right? To keep going yeah. with it. So, uh, be interesting. I mean, that movie made 400 uh, million. Chalamet's a fucking sandworm. <laughs> yeah yeah until he's yeah yeah because those yeah, books um, go pretty wild man so oh yeah the, they do, baby. his sister i we were starting watching the sex lives of college girls the other day and like i had no idea that that like lead chick in that show is uh is his sister pauline chalamet oh i didn't know that yeah. Oh She's, man, there's uh, a lot. I didn't. That show keeps coming up lately. I guess I got to start watching this. Uh, I didn't know because I saw Mean Girls. I didn't know Renee Rapp. Yeah, was, Renee Rapp. Yeah. Yeah. I was going on about. It's good. Anyway, I can't talk about what else. I mean, it's good. It's like you know. I mean, it's like silly college shit, but it. I, I mean, it goes hard on a few things. It's not. Oh, super oh is it too hard, Ben? Does it go too hard about these college kids <laughs> and what they're up to? And... There are a lot of people going hard yeah. in this. Uh, yeah, in this yeah, show, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Do you think you look back on your podcast X now, and or your podcast, uh, or your fucking mo- what was that shit called, Movie X or <laughs> Project oh, X? Project X. There we go. Like, yeah. did you ever look back or... on that and and weep because I tried to tell you what was going to happen? With you, <laughs> you stuck up for the kids of America. And then those little bastards started banging out fentanyl and what the fuck? Like, started banging out fentanyl yeah. and eating ass. And that was their whole legacy. That's what they decided to do with their time. So, you know. <laughs> we, did, we, didn't, we didn't talk that over break. Kofi messaged us and was like, we got to do a fucking podcast because I'm talking with my like little niece about freaking Project X. And I was right about that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The things that I learned, the things, the story she told me, oh my God, I was like, I was just like, oh my God, like you were so wrong. I just wanted to leave you like one of those cryptic messages from a fucking thriller movie. Like we were wrong. We were so very wrong. Like just dialed home. Like, like yeah, man. Cash breaking through time, yeah. Dude, these uh, these kids know what fentanyl is. They got Cash App, and they've seen porn since they were like, no, dude. Hey, when we recorded that podcast, TikTok didn't even exist, man. What bro, are we doing here? Like, but my, but bro, my my prediction was like where the youth were going. And if you don't go back and listen to that, Ben's whole thing was like an inspirational thing by how I was selling out the youth <laughs> and undermining their potential for the future. 
He was on some Holy real shit, Obama deep. era. He was some real Obama <laughs> era shit. I remember exactly where we were. He was all, yes, they can. And I was like, I don't know, bro. You're like, I don't know I about like, that shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I know. I was talking to, at that time. I was just talking about like Oxycontin. I wasn't even talking about like fentanyl. Like I'd even. We that is even kind of funny yet. to think about. Yeah, that is kind of funny to think about because the big sticking point was like when they the drugs hit the ground in that movie and like all the kids like dove for the drugs, right? That was the thing where I was yes. like, I don't believe oh, yeah. that a bunch of kids will like jump on the ground for drugs. And you were like, <laughs> like when you look back on it now, it is, it is true how much more even recreational that shit is now. Look, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, are you kidding me? <laughs> nowadays, those kids would <laughs> I mean, jump still, on that well, shit. Yes. Fair, 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 fair. They would well, jump on that have, shit, okay. gather it up, and then be <laughs> hawking it over fucking Dude. Venmo two seconds later. Like, half of them wouldn't even yeah. take yeah, it. They'd they'd pocketing it. it. Yeah, and half those kids would OD for real, 100%. Look, I, I think like <laughs> the world has been so fucked into oblivion since that movie came out <laughs> that I do accept now <laughs> that people <laughs> need to escape. like holy shit i mean your country voted in trump man like it's game over everybody's grabbing the drugs now it's like just turn on the fucking news and see what's happening around the world i think it's very different yeah no how long ago is that yeah it was like 10 years ago it was like yeah it was like 12 years ago probably right it was probably like 2011 or something nah bro man the shit i've heard like it's 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 out of control we've we've gone so much further like yeah, man, these kids got multiple <laughs> social media accounts, cash app access, things. They'll yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and they grew up like <laughs> you know, like yeah. we were just trying to get like you know, when we were in high school, we we're trying to get you know girls to do scandalous things for our pleasure, right? Like now it's like guys are trying to get scandalous girls to do scandalous things. The girls are like, yeah, right. But I can also have an OnlyFans. So how about you pay me $125 in Venmo and then I'll do this thing. You're fucking trying to get me to do. And like, yeah, it's a yeah. whole other, it's just a, the world. I mean, it's a post, it's a post, a lot of things like gender roles yeah. have kind of switched. Ladies are making a lot more money in this world. Like, you know, all this stuff about dating with a bunch of whiny ass dudes about dating because the ladies make money and they don't want to put up with bullshit anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with this shit. And <laughs> hey, so, everybody's like, content, man. Like, yeah. That, that, yeah. Everybody's uh, content. Better about that. Everybody has phones. It's all hashtag this. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so, yeah, it's a wild world out here now. Thank we God. Need to do, we need to do, yeah, I think about that all the time. Like, I'm watching this, like, Sex Lives of College Girls thing, so I'm like, man, I miss college. Like, college was so fun. And then I, like, actually think about what it would be like to be in college now, and I'm like, fuck that. Like, fuck, fuck, like, yeah. no way. Uh-uh. No thank you. Uh, just hang Trying out to be drunk in the middle of late at night and trying to cut a TikTok so I can be popular about the <laughs> night I just lived through. What? Fuck all that. Fuck yeah, out of here, man. That's it. No thank you. No thank you. No. Um, you guys want to talk TV? Just like maybe most one most anticipated show, <coughs> anticipated video game if you got one, and then we can go to Echo. We, I mean, okay. we covered the shit out of these movies. I feel like so. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yo, let me go. Let me go. I'll say one. Uh, I got, I got three, but I'll say one. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. This thing, uh, it's lost its original creators, of course, but I think Netflix crushed it with One Piece and and Avatar: The Last Airbender, the the original like series, animated series, um, is to me is one of the greatest animated shows of all time. So um, I'm excited to see them try again because M Night Shyamalan did not <laughs> did not do it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that's a that's a banger. They've been taking the sweet time with it, so that's a, that's a top of my list for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. 
Okay, so Kofi, you had TV show. Oh man, I'm trying to like look over like what's even coming out. Uh, I, I don't even know. I, I mean, Avatar: The Last Bender, Airbender is definitely like up there. I, you know what? I've never watched the cartoon or the anime. Like I've oh, never. Oh, do you? You gotta. Put I that know, but it's like there's list, so yeah. much of it. Like there's so much of it. Yeah, but um, it's it's a, there's short episodes. It's it's an easy. You can do knock out a couple. I was going to say per day, but that's probably not realistic for you. But uh, yeah. I think you should, if you can get through the first couple and then get, once you get past, like, it's, you know, it's a little, it's very cheesy up front. You have to kind of get past that and then it quickly matures, I think, past that. Yeah. Um, All right. But it's I might great. Be able to do it. I mean, I'm excited for Curb to come back for sure. House of the Dragon is up there. I love Fuck that show. I just, you know what I like about House of the Dragon? Like, okay. I'm not saying it's incest. Like- Oh yeah, Shogun. I'm I'm excited for Shogun. That's what on I'm FX. Saying. That's on my list, buddy. Yeah, hell's yeah. Yeah, it looks uh, amazing. Yeah, that's that's on there. Fallout is on there. Um, Masters of the Air, baby. That's the new Pacific slash Band yeah, Brothers, right? I think for new shows, it's for me. It's pretty much uh, Fallout and uh, yeah, Shogun are the only things I'm really excited about. Um, are we getting back Severance anytime this year? No, so. it's not on the list yet. Um, you, there is a question mark though. Is is maybe you guys know? Is the penguin on Max coming out this year? Oh yeah, that was Barrel. oh that was on my show to. on the hopefully yeah, award winning uh, comic book nation. Yes, my uh, top yeah. five most anticipated list. What I want to see that. It is such a good job with the it crime was world. In that Ultimate movie. Spider-Man comic, which was yeah. dope. Penguin TV show, Beetlejuice two, Deadpool three, and uh, I forget. I feel like I'm missing out on another one that I had, but maybe I'll figure that out one day. Ben, what's the one after your incest show? What's you gonna mention another one? Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say oh, well, Furiosa. Yeah, there we go. That was that was the other one. House of the House of the Dragon. I just like House of the Dragon because it felt like one of the only TV shows I've seen in a long time that like got us back to that people like speculating every week and like yeah, there yeah. being that online debate and the greens versus the blacks. Like that was that was fun in a way that yeah. TV shows have not been like. Nothing's ever fun for me when it's versus the blacks. So I don't enjoy that. I know. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> what we well, do? I mean, it always going to be like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's the guess I mean, the greens, man. The team black in this, like, so, but like the, sounds, uh, like the I, Irish it sounds like Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just fucking around. Go ahead. I'm just fucking around. Go ahead. (laughs) No, but no, I know. I I just felt like that was, I mean, that was, that felt like event TV in a way that like, yeah, succession was event TV, but it was kind of like, you're just waiting to see what happened. There wasn't like the debates of like the morality of like who's right and who's wrong and shit like that, that I enjoyed. Um, Quite a bit. Wait, so like, Ben, I, I, is that yeah. were you not into the speculation of who's Sauron in, in Rings of Power? <laughs> I mean, Come on now. I mean, ironically, that turned no, out to be it. pretty much one of the most fun twists of the year, though. Like that dude <laughs> yeah. turned out to be Sauron was fucking badass. He was great. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, and did, the he, TV did he series. did he bang his enemy before he revealed himself? Which is like a new he life did, goal man, for yeah. me. Yeah, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it with my enemy. <laughs> then be like, let's go to by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, be like, hey, that was fun. Thank you. Like, by the way, we're mortal enemies. Yeah, by the way, that's, I'm that's sorry. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes round two even hotter, right? Like, like when should, that makes uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, the um, I've been at this a long time, boys. Oh, you know what else I had said? I had said curb your enthusiasm. Like, I'm yes, excited for curb to come back. But the 
the uh the other one i was gonna say is fallout like fallout's coming out i'm curious like i'm not actually a huge fallout player um even like over all the years we were doing game ran and stuff i never really got into the fallout games but like i am interested in that world and the trailer looks okay i thought yeah the world is very cool uh, the games are hit or miss i would say but yeah uh, I, uh, yeah yeah i think so too um okay well that was quick on tv but yeah i mean we'll sort of <laughs> see on some of these i guess as they get closer um okay wow Video i can't games. believe nobody said <laughs> x-men 97 nobody no x-men 97 well, okay, uh, that's, that's on the list for the year but still doesn't have a date right i don't think an official one now and with nobody I for agatha see. dark home diaries or whatever the no, fuck that no, show no, is no, called no, now get out of here I mean, it has Aubrey Plaza, right? Like, that's yeah, it's got a great. I mean, that's going to be fun. That'll be fun. But the someone I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were like talking shit about the Disney Plus shows, and they were like, "Yeah, the next thing they're going to have." This was like not a group of people like us. This was more like not like super geeks. It's just people who talk about TV and stuff. And they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, like next thing they're going to do is like an Agatha spinoff. They're doing so many of these shows." And I was sitting there like, "Fucking doing an Agatha spinoff!" Like, it's such an absurd. You know, like it is such an absurd thing for them to have done that I can understand why people who aren't, you know, like Screen Rant alums would not expect or know that that would be. And they'd have like a cynical, that'd be like the punchline of a joke as opposed to a thing that is actually happening. But yeah, um, I'm sure Bob Iger is losing his shit that, that show was greenlit. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that is very, it's right up there with like the kind of stuff that like we did way too much shit to try and put stuff on this Disney Plus service. Is there are there any other Disney Plus shows that are coming out this year that we would be excited about? I can't. Maybe what if season three? I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, hey, yeah, that's true. I think that that's very possible. End of the year to come out. Um, there's uh, on the Star Wars front, they have um, um, Bad Batch. I think is coming out, and then um, uh, Skeleton Crew. The, the yeah. Oh, Skeleton Crew. That's right. Yeah, that might be, be interesting. It's very acolyte style. Acolyte's still somewhere it's, in it, there too. If that's coming out this year, that should be my most anticipated show because that thing fucking blew me away at Celebration, which is for me who hates on Disney Plus all the time. Like that, that show yeah. looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah, was a uh, <laughs> and like Born Again was Daredevil Born Again was supposed to be out this year, right? But then oh, no, they're restarting that from scratch, basically. Yeah. So that's gonna yeah. be a while. That shit ain't yeah. the thing. That's twenty twenty five now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Quick. Quick hit on video games, and then you guys can talk Echo. Most anticipated uh, game of you have one, Ben? Oof. Uh I, I got one if you want me to go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say Kill I mean, the Justice least. League. No, just kidding. Oh no, no, no. Um no. <laughs> uh I'm sure you'll play. You played that fucking other one, right? The Gotham whatever is it called? Yeah, Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. I um, fucking yeah. I mean I've yeah, 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 yeah. uh, too many hours. Nope. Didn't want me to open it. Uh, for me it's um Star Wars Outlaws. Uh yeah. This thing, when they actually show gameplay, uh, it, it looked awesome. It's so polished. It, you can, it's got the get up in your spaceship and fly in space as well. It's open world, and it, it really brings. It's like the ultimate vision or dream of what you wanted or thought could be tr- happen in the future. Went back in the day playing Shadows of the Empire, or for me, like the Dark Forces sequels, like Jedi Knight, and Jedi Academy, and Outcast, and all those games. So um, this game just looks awesome. It's like you, you, it's, it's the, the giant Star Wars game. We had the Jedi series. Now we have our scoundrel 
you know, type type smuggler yeah. show or not show, but but game, and it just looks beautiful. And uh, the team behind it's pretty amazing. And then, uh, yeah, that's the big one. And I'll, a special mention, I think, because I think I mentioned it here in Podcast X when we did this last year, the year before. But there's a game that was announced like two or three years ago that's kind of vanished. But it's called Arc Raiders. Um, <clears throat> they played this at the Game Awards like two years ago or something the, the, when they announced it, and it was it's made by a bunch of devs who left the battlefield team at dice and so oh, right yeah so they, they know graphics and world building and, and effects and stuff and they made this really really cool looking co-op game with an, an amazing soundtrack and style and then it kind of went into like this retooling phase and now it's like a pvpve or for extraction thing i'm not sure what it is but if that game comes out i'm sure it'll be awesome too but but star wars all the way I'm just like immediately disappointed about the kill the justice league stuff from day one. Since I saw that, like the first trailer for that, that's just like not what I want from like the Arkham, the Arkham guys and stuff. It's, it's just, got all your like, destiny shit in it though. It's got currencies and Ugh. colorful loot. And all, yeah. All notice how stuff. fucking destiny isn't even like on my, I just, I just play the I, main game of destiny. Now I don't touch shit <laughs> else on there. All I hope is that star Wars outlaws has, the spin move shot as one of its main, main features. <laughs> yeah, I hope all the costumes look like they're bought from Spirit Halloween, and it's all set on Tatooine, and like and they're uh, all riding looks, mopeds. Yeah. And yeah, it looks like they shot it on an iPhone, and it's really, really colorful bikes they're driving. It's gonna be sweet. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Destiny should be like my most anticipated event, but I just man, I've really fallen off the Destiny train. This is this is the first year I'm not buying the collector's edition. I haven't even pre-ordered the final shape yet. First sure year, it, but... he says, a decade later. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, dude, I have so much junk, like Destiny junk from those collector's editions. I was actually thinking the other day I'd try and sell all that shit on eBay. Like, keep my keep my Destiny One Ghost collector's edition, just because that like that was like when I loved it the most. But all my Destiny Two collector's edition shit, I, I'm probably gonna get rid of that stuff. I can't. Bro, I hope you get your Nexium documentary one day. <laughs> yeah, I was part of that cult for sure. I was part of the cult, Destiny cult. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, Star Wars Outlaws was mine um, as well. You know what? Fuck like, all of you like, because you know what? I got left out of all these raids. I remember taking that social hit. I was never really uh, shit. invited to raids. You did, yeah. you did a raid with like Vic and us at one point, didn't you? And you no, were just I never like, did one raid. What the fuck is this? Not no, me. No, you guys booted me. I think you guys booted me. No, yeah, I would I think, never have booted you. No, I think Vic Not me. booted because he wanted to complete the raid and get some kind of fucking gift and, and didn't want to fucking Oh, that might train be. Yeah. That might be yes, yeah, I remember. I remember. Possible. That was the beginning of the end of the original screen rant. It was Destiny raiding. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I pieced out of that game, but as Ben came in, I was telling Ben to play. I left as you came in, Ben, because I, I played Destiny yeah. 1 like crazy, and then I just like – when they get closer to Destiny Two, I was I was done. Yeah, fucking. And then I never got enough power because I never did raids, so everybody had all this dope shit, and I never had anybody yeah. to raid with. And I was like, Dude, "You're better for it, man." This game, but the yeah. game made me depressed. It made me feel like I didn't have friends. I was like, "What the fuck am I playing this game?" That's why I stopped playing Destiny. I was like, <laughs> "I don't need a game to make me feel like I don't have friends. Like I can't get anywhere because I don't have enough friends." To hang I'm out a with real me. boy. <laughs> yeah. Hang out with me for three hours and raid a fucking place. Like now I can't I, get these things. Like fuck you, man. I was when out. I moved to the East Coast. That's when it all fucking like when I moved to Montreal. It all went to shit because. Like I was one hour off of Anthony Tarmina, Game Rant, you know, editor in chief, and you know, guy that like Rob and I used to work. Well, actually, all of us used to work with him because he d- he did some Screen Rant stuff too. But <clears throat> like 
he's he's west coast and so he would raid and i would raid with him some of the time and like once i moved to the east coast and i was like two hours off though and he was coming on at like 1 a.m my time that was that was it like i couldn't like and there's and i'm like not good enough at video games to like just hop into a like random party with people and like they want to play with me (laughs) on destiny and shit like i need people who are like committed to me as an individual to like help me jesus but (laughs) i mean i got pretty good i was like leading some of those raids like after like a while but that was when i started like just playing with like random people just to like do the grind and i was like what the fuck am i doing here that's the problem i'm never gonna know strikes every week what are you doing i will never know (laughs) i've never experienced it i never will it's it's psychological warfare on your wallet and mind. <laughs> yeah, designed intentionally to pull you through repetition. It is new. fucking. It is the amount of times that I like did some of those strikes is like would be like a horrifying thing to have like tabulated. I think I had like over a thousand hours in that game, and like not a lot of that was like with people I actually like knew and enjoyed playing with, which was like not. Yeah, that, that's how it is. I mean, I'm the same way with like. Well, when they were like the top of the game, but all these battle royale games, right? Starting yeah, with PUBG yeah. and then and then now Warzone, right? Call of Duty style, but yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, but yeah, Outlaws was my probably most anticipated, and you know, you know why it was? It's because like I'm still longing for that Star Wars thirteen thirteen vibe that. You oh know. no! <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little bit because that you're the protagonist in that at least, like the way it was presented to us when we were in that preview was like, it was more of like a rogue type guy. It wasn't a Jedi. It was just a dude who was like, you know, like a bounty hunter or something. And maybe yeah. it would be a Jedi or something, but like, at least as it was presented to us, it was more of a Han Solo type kind of like, you know, was, was going to the bowels of, you know, of Coruscant and shit like that. I am really uh, going to kill the justice league, man, though, because that like that story is like right up my fucking alley. But well, yeah, to add fuel to that fire, like all the previews that came out, everyone's like, this is not that good, or I'm not sold yet. And these are like the previews that dropped last week after the embargo lifted. So yeah, uh, that's a bad sign when even the previews, <laughs> the previews yeah. were like, nope. <laughs> yeah, well, they had to like, they like released the NDA, right? In the hopes that people who For were the alpha, the alpha so would the, like... Yeah, the super fans yeah. would, would turn that around. Up. Man, what a fucking... I, that feels like one of the biggest like i don't know disasters in gaming in a while because i mean they they've been working on that thing for four years supposed to come out last year supposed to be the follow-up to this massively popular series and just i mean it yeah, just seems kind is, of dead on arrival but this is gonna go in uh, kofi's category of 2024 of dropping the bag or whatever like he said yeah. last year like <laughs> this is like how, uh, how do you follow up? The below, how to blow the bag a saga that's it yeah we got one nominee potentially yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind I mean, no. Scream is still leading the pack this year for for blowing the bag. Jonathan Majors is up there. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Jonathan Majors is Kang. Then uh, he's Kang on the throne, and then he comes Scream Seven. And what was your guys? I'm sorry, I got lost in in, in Twitter TikToks. Uh, what were you guys uh, talking about? We're just shit talking uh, Justice League, the Kill the Justice League game. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard some stuff about that. I've heard it's pretty funny, but uh, as a game. Not so not much. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the good voice acting the and, and, and stuff like that though. 
Yeah. Honestly, the design of building a game for the ground up to be live service is like an instant no to me because that should be a story. It should be character focused and gameplay focused. But now they've turned it into like repeat things, hold back loot, do it again and again and again. And like, that's what they tried to do with that stupid Avengers game, which insta failed. And you have all these currencies. Like nobody wants that. Like when you play a Suicide yeah. Squad game and you're playing these anti heroes or whatever, you do not want to be trying to level up your pistol to like two two more points in this stat and then do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah, like, that's no, it. let's go from character to character and take out the Justice League. It should be a story in a world to explore, not this. Yeah, game. I mean, that's the thing, right? Because that game what's... is so fucking stupid. It's just stupid. Like, just let me, yeah. let me play the fucking game. And if people hop in, like, the only one who should be like Gears of Wars, like that, like, people hop in, people hop out. You don't fucking really tell the difference except how stupid your AI gets. And that's about it. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's the, the only thing. And it should be. Yeah. Just- and I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, the Arkham games were great, like, Metroidvania type games. Like, I don't understand. Like, this doesn't, I mean, it's just like completely abandons all that shit. Like, I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't have just done like a Metroidvania type kill the Justice League thing. Fine, open world, whatever, but don't make it like this, like a live service game. What I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. The other game that like I'm excited for, but I don't know how I'm going to feel about it is Rise of the Ronin, which is like the PS5. Because I love Ghosts of Shishima, but it's like, I don't know how this thing is going to differentiate itself. I'm curious to see that because Ghost of Shishima was freaking dope. Um so, um, uh, but that game looks, it looks awesome though. I think, uh, Tuesday t- tomorrow or their Xbox is doing that direct live stream thing. And they're going to show the Indiana Jones game. Um, and they're going to uh, show Hellblade yes, too. And that, that may have a date for this year. So that could be another game that's coming. Hellblade. Out did you ever play the first Hellblade? That game is fucking. No, really I cool. never did. Oh, uh, I love it. It's right up my alley. Cause it's all like psychic, like, uh, yeah, I'm very aware of the story you know, that we, you know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. There's like a yeah, there's a twist to that whole thing that's like really, really up my alley. But yeah, um, to it, yeah, yeah. Um, Short game too, only like five or six hours, I think. The original, one. yeah. The sequel uh, is like a full fledged, big, yeah, 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 much bigger game. But yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You guys want to? Do you guys want to <laughs> fucking talk Echo? <laughs> like I, we have like probably twenty minutes or something. If you guys want to, <sighs> yeah, we like can said, punch I haven't. Quick. Like, I haven't seen it. I'm fine to be spoiled. We'll say spoilers for Echo, you know, all the episodes. Um, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts to see if this gets me kind of back into this, like, kingpin daredevil sort of world. Um, makes me want to go back and watch season three before Born Again. Um, what do you guys think of it? <laughs> I saw Remember? Rob's tweets, so I know how Rob, I think, feels okay. about it. I'm not trying to know uh, how Kofi feels yet. Yeah, go ahead, Kofi. Um, I thought that it Echo just had me kind of being like it had me doing all these kind of like jerk reaction starts and stops. So I was like, uh, 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 like there's a lot, and I'm still kind of conflicted about it because I don't. I think this one is the ultimate embodiment of the Chapek era. I think I said on the hopefully award winning comic book nation because. It's just everything we've heard about in the background and the headlines, like embodied on the screen. It's like here was a chance to take on a character that had so much inclusion and, and visibility um, as a impaired person, as a native person. You know, uh, it was you know a rare female-led Disney Plus series. It, it was just a lot going on with this, but. 
while I think there are good parts of Echo, I think the cast is really good. I think that the character of Maya Lopez is really interesting. And her supporting character and her family, almost like the Kamala Khan factor of it all. We're finding out these supporting cast yeah. are the real magic. And this one is is really good, too. Um, good. Uh, seeing Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin, good. But at the same time, like the seams, if you have any kind of critical, real, not, not a lot of you bloggers, I'm talking about like real critical eye, like it's undeniable that the from the pilot episode, you're just like, holy shit, there are a lot of seams on this. Like you can see the seams on this. Scenes where like yeah. the effects are not up to par with a few times we need some big effects moments, not really up to par to just the 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 kind of scatterbrain directions of the writing and, and the rewriting and the reshoots and the re-edits that are all over this thing. Um, yeah, and I, I know that Marvel Disney Plus series finale episodes are always kind of a letdown, but man, this one was like, this one was a letdown of a letdown. And it's not even the last one. It's just like right at the end of, C- of episode four is where you can tell, like, you're, they were just like struggle. They were struggling or they had an original idea. They were like, oh, we're not going to pull off anymore. So now we've got to do a quick about face and do this other shit. But that finale feels so just rushed and like tacked on and just pulling whatever you can from it that. It, it was just a mess. I could also, but at the same time, I could see the the strands of the different show they wanted to make. There was a hard-boiled, you know, Netflix universe show in there at one point. There was a much more kind of culturally deep show where each episode is named after these, it goes back five generations, and each episode is named after one of Maya's ancestors, and that were supposed to be, and we get these flashback sequences that were highly produced. You know, we have a low kind of, you know, not low budget, but just efficiently produced kind of Netflix level, street level thing for most of the time. But then these very high production flashbacks, like out of Watchmen or some shit that talk about her ancestors. But we never get ill of finishing those ideas either. And so... Then by the end, we get these full-on superhero-y changes that, like, on the one hand, I'm like, man, fuck this. You didn't need this for Echo. Like, I know she has, she does eventually in the comics develop those powers, but you could have taken this much more slowly and, like, developed it over time. But on the other hand, it's like you're also kind of fucked because when you're doing an inclusion character and a visibility character, if you don't give them the full span of, you know, the comic book superhero-powering powering experience you know that might feel like backlash in those communities might be like yo what the fuck you know and so it's just i think it just became a hot potato for marvel i think Iger came through the door and was just like oh shit what you know if he was pissed that agatha (laughs) was greenlit i don't know if he was pissed that this was greenlit but he was just like oh shit like what the fuck do we do with this i mean and just to I think a lot of people front like they love Echo, but like it is, we discussed this, like the dynamics of watching it are tough because it is a first time that a lot of people are going to have to 
I mean, Coda was the other time, but like making the jump between like the watching a hearing impaired person and using ASL or, or whatever their, their sign language is and getting subtitles for that is one thing, but kind of constantly moving through verbal speech and action to that, those moments, like I, I had to rewind to quite a few times because my, my, my patterns were off. Right. Like I was like, I was listening and hearing things, but my eyes might've been doing something else, but then it all switched to sign language all of a sudden. Then I realized that it was like a parent to me, like my parenting instinct clicked. I was like, Oh shit, I haven't, it's too quiet in here. And I was like, and I looked at the screen. And I was like, Oh fuck, I've missed like two minutes of sign language dialogue. <laughs> like I gotta yeah. go back. And so I think that was also, they, I mean, you gotta, you're always selling this stuff to your dumbest customer. Right. And I think the dumbest customer probably had a little bit of trouble with all that. So there was just a lot going into this that was complicated. And I don't think they committed to one big swing, like, you know, you know, work or fail. I don't think they committed to one big swing. I think this thing got hacked and refocused and redone to death. And it's still pretty enjoyable and it's still better than secret invasion. And I would still yeah. watch more with Maya Lopez. It's just more the shame of being like, Oh, I want this character. I feel like this character deserves more. Yeah. Like it could have been something like unique and special and it ends up being just kind of like a cobbled together sort of bunch of ideas. Like it, no, really. and it's still unique and special. It's weird. It's just a very frustrating thing to experience because I, I'm like all over the place. And I know I sound like it, but that's literally how I felt watching it. I was just constantly like, mm. ooh, ah, uh. Like, oh, what? Like, oh, yeah. oh, I didn't, you know, I've never seen it from this angle. Like, that's pretty good. Like, you know, it was all over the place. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Rob, I think you, your sentiments seem similar based on your Twitter. Yeah. Thread, um, yeah, I think I think Kofi hit all the main kind of beats uh, that I felt as well. It, it's very stripped down, and you can tell that just from the five episode nature of it. It was clearly not meant to be that, right? It was, this should have been their first attempt at doing a true like street level Netflix style show in the vein of the first seasons of Daredevil and the first Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and it's not. And, and it, I felt like there was a plan to have eight or ten episodes that are a little more meaty, um, and they. And there was a lot of reporting about the show having a, a, a mess behind the scenes. They're going to retool it. And I, I don't think they did. I think they just cut out everything with and, and didn't replace it with anything. So um, it's like a – it's not a three-act story, I would say, for the main characters. And it's a shame because the uh, – and Kofi said this too – the 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 cast of characters, especially around the family, um, are very strong. You can make the comparison, and I would, to, to Miss Marvel, where I loved – seeing Kamala with her, her friends and family that and it felt real. And it felt like the world there was a real part of uh, like a real town, a real city And this, this, this show. And you gotta, gotta give a lot of credit to Marvel studios for, for working with the Choctaw nation in Oklahoma and doing like a, an authentic representation of that culture and people that live there. Um, that was awesome. And, and, and to put a, a native American lead and a native American deaf lead uh, and focus in ASL is awesome. You don't do, you do not see that like in general, there's a massive underrepresentation of Native Americans, so for them to do that, I think it's a, you know, you could say it's a PR move. It's a, it's part of their branding, but whatever they did it, and they used a cool character from the comics to do that, and they they did weave it in with Kingpin and and what's going to be the resurgence of the street level MCU. That's all cool. And another nod, and this isn't talked about a lot, but the the whole cast and crew took ASL lessons. 
during like COVID, like over Zoom. And in that way, when Alec Wilcox, uh, who plays Maya, comes to set, they were able to like welcome her and speak to her in a very, you know, basic, you know, elementary way. But still, like they put in the work to make that matter, right? So there's an authenticity to both sides of that, which um, I love. Now I'm built for subtitle viewing because <laughs> because when I watch TV, it's like everyone's sleeping, and I have, I put subtitles on for everything. It's it's just a, I don't have like a big surround sound system. I just have the TV in the wall, and that's it. So um, like that part didn't bother me, and and I thought the 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 acting part of that was re- and, and how they shot that part of it uh, um, was really well done. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the stories, though, like they're because they cut out what seems to be three or four episodes. There are characters in this in this what could have been more of an ensemble, especially around some of her close family members. Like, there's a big a big part of this plot, um, and in the flashbacks is Maya Lopez's relationship with her with her cousin Bonnie, and Bonnie's like barely in the show. Like, you don't feel any authenticity to that relationship. So when there's um, when one of these characters is in danger or there's supposed to be a more emotional beat happening, it doesn't come through, and it's because it's not there. I think there's episodes missing clearly. Um, and then it takes, and Kofi said this as well, it takes a big hard turn in the last two episodes where it feels like they skipped the second act and now all Kingpin's here. It's a different show. And they do a tremendous job of Vincent coming back and they flesh out Kingpin's history even more. And they do some things to kind of change his character a bit to set him up for 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 the, the next phase of the street level heroes. And that's exciting and it's super well done. And the Maya-Fisk relationship is awesome. Um, but it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, and... and um, it's sort of like you go back to like Luke Cage. You have like you know, Cottonmouth for the first half, right? Mm. And you're like, well, this is yeah. awesome. And then the show just derails because they only had um, Hershel Ali for, for whatever, six or seven episodes. And then they just switch it. And this is kind of like the same thing, but like compacted together, right? Um, yeah. So it's very strange. Um, and I'll say one more thing too. They 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 made a, a choice to kind of fast track her her having superpowers, which was a weird thing. I, I was hoping they wouldn't do that. Uh, Cause in the, in the comics, you know, Maya Lopez is a relatively recent characters within the last decade, I think, or something. Um, in the comics, she's just a very formidable, formidable combatant. And, and she has a bit of a photographic memory. People compare her to taskmaster a bit where she can like visualize someone's move set and like almost replicate it perfectly, but whatever. She's generally not superpowered in the show. Um, you know, the big theme is like her kind of reconnecting with her ancestry and heritage and, and, and or, you know, uh, accepting who she is. Well, well before you, I mean, I don't want you to take any L's, but in the comics, in the modern comics, she did eventually to live up to her namesake with a power. Well, also, in the comics, she got the fucking Phoenix Force. It's ridiculous, but it's like, but, but before that, when we, like, this is like, I mean, this is the sort of phase one of her, right? I, I didn't want to skip ahead to that, but, um, I'm of two minds. One, I don't like that they went to the superpowers right away, but they did a good job of, of kind of using the name Echo in a, in a new way and fitting her powers in with her ancestry, right? It's, the Echoes are now Echoes of Generation, so she has a power set based on on, on her bloodline, essentially, which is kind of a cool way because the show is heavy on flashbacks, setting up the past of, of a certain family in the, in the Choctaw Nation. So that's kind of a cool thing. Um, and then I, in my head, I'm like, well, if we're comparing it to the other street level heroes in like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil all have superpowers. So yes, it makes sense from that respect to have Echo also have superpowers, but it's just, it feels so fast tracked and forced given the nature of how incomplete this series is. But um, yeah, it's, it's weird. And it's also the first sort of 
show they put under the Marvel Spotlight banner. I don't know how real Marvel is about doing future Marvel Spotlight shows. I think that was a way just to brand it to safeguard themselves from having to do stuff with this, you know what I mean? Or having to connect it or people who are so burned by secret invasion or the weird MC multiverse, they have an easy way in thinking that this is very standalone, but it's not. I mean, the first half, the first episodes like half flashbacks. It's you, you sort of need to watch. You need to know who Fisk is. You need to watch Hawkeye to a certain extent to kind of get this. And, and, but, but I'll end on the same note. Kofi did. I do think, Maya's a very cool character and, and should come back in some capacity with whatever that happen whatever happens with all the street level stuff in the future. She's she's very uh she fits well into that to that realm, even though the show is not quite that quality, um and not a must watch anytime soon. So. Do you think that like it would have sort of speaking to what Kofi was saying about like the subtitles and stuff like that, do you think it would work better as a like it would have worked better as a movie? Like it's where you would be, you know, you would go to a theater and you'd be like expected to kind of like lock in a bit more. Cause I mean, all told like it's runtime, you know, between the episodes isn't like that much longer than a movie. No, it's not, it's not, it doesn't have a strong enough hook to be a movie. I think I, in mm-hmm. fact, I'll go the other way. I, I think this movie would have benefited just having more family drama and more character stuff and more of her. Like, like you got to think of where Hawkeye ends. Like she shoots Fisk in the face and is going to like, seek revenge and to try to seemingly take out or undo his empire. And they drop that immediately within an episode mm-hmm. or two. And um, the, another problem with the show I didn't talk about is the action scenes are very mid. Um, and there's some weird over the top set pieces. And I wish that was more grounded. Um, and I wish they, yeah, I wish they, I, I feel like if you're doing a street level action thing, I think they really should strive to live up to these, like these Punisher Daredevil hallway fights. Cause that's the bar now. Right. Like this is the chance to get away from all the CG bullshit and do the uh, bring in the best possible stunt team imaginable and do incredible hand to hand combat and they and they don't this one looks a lot more cheap right um, yeah but yeah I, th- I think her going through like on her own little missions to take out parts of Fisk's Fisk's empire uh, would have been awesome and they just do like one thing on that front and drop that thread um, and that's a shame because that would have been cool um, and her family kind of unwittingly getting involved in this and that that would have been. You know, they could have had their own sort of version of, of, you know, think of the, the, the criminal aspects of the Walton Goggins character from Justified. They could have had that sort of dynamic going on in a show like this and make it – and even Daredevil season one where you have the crime syndicates and crime families in the background. And, and they, just, they just don't do that. Um, and so they have a tough time balancing what was the original premise in episode one or two and then fast-tracking towards the family and the fisk of it all. So – um, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's just an incomplete, they don't pick one direction and stick with it. It just jumps from thing to thing and it's all very incomplete. So it, it's hard to describe it to you, Ben, cause you haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, I, I think it should have been 10 or 12 episodes. They should, they should have made a real fucking series, not just a Marvel thing we can drop to say we have a Marvel thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, so was it originally longer and they, they chopped it up or what they just I'm almost certain it? it was way longer. Yeah. There's no way they plan this to be five fucking 30 minute episodes no, or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was chopped up. Like, like, like Rob said, there, there is a, you can almost see it. Like the, there's such an arc from where she begins this series, like, which just picks up from Hawkeye with her being like, I want to be the fucking queen pen. And like literally saying that in sign language. And then like, going on this crazy reconciliation cultural hero's journey, like, which is all valid, but like, bro, it happens in like literally two episodes. Yeah, episode I mean, four. Whole, yeah. 
episode four, it's not a spoiler to say it ends with like, it seems like that's the end of the series with her riding into the sunset before they're like, oh, wait, do sex machina. You got to come back. Literally, you got to turn around and come back. Episode five. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. It's pretty yeah. bad. It's the same way you can see the same thing between episodes two and three and three and four. Like Fisk goes up at the end of three, and you're like, "Oh, we're there already." And then like, but between two <laughs> and three, you're like, "Wait, where's the, the other five episodes?" You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, 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 it's a shame. It's interesting. So okay, so if I'm preparing for Daredevil: Born Again, at this okay. point, it's more important for me to watch season three of Daredevil than it would be to watch Echo. Gee, I wonder, Ben. Gee, I, I mean, well, no, I mean, it's like, more it I mean, Hawkeye would be more. If you're going to talk about things to know, Echo, just go watch Hawkeye again. And for Echo, realize, yes, and for, realize for Daredevil powers. For Daredevil, no. you absolutely must watch season three. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how it fits in. I'm. It's like the to- best Marvel fucking show ever. You're like, <laughs> it's still avoiding. <laughs> I. You well, haven't. Seen, wait, you've never yet. watched it. Well, I haven't watched the third season of Daredevil. Which is the best. Who the fuck are you talking about? Like the bullseye season? Yeah. No, we, oh, like, <laughs> we talked. About, I think we talked about this. I just like I fell off during like I fell off this during Defenders a, or whatever. Right, just, right. But you, I know, and and you've done a lot. You've you've raised a child. I get it. But you've had a lot of time to watch <laughs> something, and you've watched some other bullshit. But you haven't watched the best fucking. I saw that fucking premiere in Madison Square Garden. That shit was insanely awesome. Like, and that bullseye daredevil fights in that season, like there's the whole, the quote unquote, we'll just call it for non spoilers for you. The hallway sequence of that, of, of that season. My, like, it's everything you you wanted from daredevil and Kingpin in a show. One of the best origin (laughs) episodes you'll ever going to watch. Like, like about a character origin episode, like, fucking nuts bro like it's 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 crazy like yeah i can't believe you even watched that that's insane all right well I mean, your conversation about echo may have may have convinced me to go back and watch season three if that if you guys still feel that strongly about it i <clears throat> on my lunch breaks i've been watching i've been trying to go back through and watch every episode of doctor who including the classic series oh my god so, <laughs> jesus christ so oh yeah god. we got it so i've started on that <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'll make, I'll make some space for this. I'll make some space for, for daredevil season three. I, I was excited about Echo. I'm just like, I was really hoping that when I was too, man. Yeah. Like I was hoping I kind of was just like, I had the screeners and I was just like waiting to kind of see how people were feeling about it. And like the reaction is really similar to what I feel like what across the board to what you guys were saying, which is like, you know, people are praising her performance and like having the character and, you know, like the, sort of boldness of where they use the ASL and stuff, but it's just like, it, it doesn't come. What I have seen is it doesn't seem to come together in a way that was like enough to get me to be like, Oh, I got to drop everything that I'm thinking of watching and check no, it out. No, but when it comes time though, I mean, it's not a rush, but it should be on your list because like uh, my inner family are awesome. And the, and the fist stuff is pretty strong. Like it's, it's like what the pieces are, the pieces they use are actually pretty good. Right. The action aside, it's just in, give us all the pieces you know what i mean yeah it's a bit of a mess so uh but you tell yeah at some point worth watching but man you gotta get over this daredevil season three shit man you gotta <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i'm gonna commit to maybe watching it at some point well look i, I know your answer to this ben but i know kofi's seen it Did you want this can we talk about what if season two real quick yeah i mean 
I'm game before I fall asleep. Go for it. Yeah, I would just say so. I, I fucking hated the first season. I thought it was Garbo, and I know Kofi liked it more than me. But um, season two, I thought it was a lot better. I was kind of more into it, especially the first two episodes because um, the first two <laughs> were very Nebula and Guardians focused, and then and then the show kind of goes weird. It becomes essentially the, the it's basically a Captain Carter show now, which I kind of like. But I feel like there, I was hoping for more grander ideas for the what if of it all theme. Um, so I'm yeah. curious what you guys thought of that, but I feel like they are positioning Haley Atwell to come back and be like the star of Secret Wars because like they go they go fucking nuts with what she can do in this show. But uh, well, I mean, fuck and I love Haley Atwell. Well. Best yeah, thing they got I mean, going right now. It's the most complete character it, story right? we have, and it's about the multiverse, <laughs> so it's pretty much the best we got. Um, I think people yeah. fucking oh or think, two after that multiverse of madness bullshit. Too, yeah, so exactly. Like, uh, be, I think. Yeah. I think it's it's a hilarious sign of how many fucking blows the AM, the MCU dealt people in 2023. The uh, <laughs> like, I, I just feel like it's that scene from The Office with Pam and the pictures, and I'm just like, it's the same picture. It's like it's the exact <laughs> same picture. They didn't reinvent the animation or anything else. People are like, this is so much better this time around. Nah, bro, what you saw around it just sucked so bad that you're you're not as highly critical. You're not coming off a successful string. I think so. Like, I went back and watched it just to make sure. But, like, no, I mean, season one had plenty of strong episodes in it. Like, the strange, I mean, people, I don't know, people yeah, yell strange about the zombie cool, one. Yeah. The strange episode's still the strongest of the series. I hate like, all the Infinity Stone shit. I hate the Thor stuff. I don't know, man. The first season I didn't really dig, but yeah. I, I mean, this one turned Maybe. into movie parodies for like the first half. There's Nebula Blade Runner. There's a fucking death race with Tony. Yeah, Stark more of that. And- it, like no those are just movie parodies that's not even what if um yeah but this one had but it also had some interesting ones like uh six seventeen hundred avengers the the early kind of 19 what was that 1980s avengers or whatever the fuck they had their 90s team yeah that was all right yeah like there were some pretty all right concept here like concepts here like those are fun concepts when it's more than a movie parody, like in letting Jeff Goldblum and just, you know, go nuts for a while. Like, yeah, I didn't like that one. The, the, the Sakara one was kind of weird. Yeah. The happy Hogan one. I hated die hard with happy Hogan as yeah. purple Hulk. Like I didn't, also that's weird. not, this is just, that was just movie parodies they were doing. Um, I mean, I don't think what if should have a linear storyline too much either. Like I love captain Carter. Um, I liked it when it like the last episode had a carryover. I mean, the last season had a carryover. I actually liked the finale of last season better than this one because this one went full Michael Bay. Like I just glazed over after yes. like the eighteenth explosion, and I was just like, Ugh. but um, yeah, no. I mean, it, it, I think what if is still a fun extension of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't. I mean, I don't care. Like the I like Lake Bell picking up Scarlet or picking up Scarlet Johansson's Black Widow is not something that makes me angry. It's kind of interesting to see, and um, I just want them to really because I know this is the MCU. What if so you have to keep it tied into things, but like I, I hope they do start playing with more of the what if of it all. But fuck, man, this is the most relevant thing to the multiverse saga I've seen so far. Dude, if that finale of this season is any any indication of what they may do in Secret Wars, it's kind of fucking nuts. I mean, they had like the dragon from Shang Chi flying around, <laughs> all everything you can think of is in that scene. So, um, yeah, that's cool. But uh, the, the problem with that show, though, on top of my issues with some of the individual stories, and I have no issue with the animation. I know a lot of people were harping on that for the first season. I, I didn't really care. I didn't mind. But um, 
my problem is like just the tone of it. Like they, all the characters are just goofy as shit. It's too cartoonish in theme, not just visual, which I don't like. Like, you, like outside of the Sakara episode, like Iron Man is never Iron Man, and like even like you see. Sebastian Stan's voicing of Bucky and every the few times you see him, it's just it's a completely different character. It's just it's so fucking goofy, especially when you watch like the sixteen oh two stuff or any time. There's a lot of surprisingly a lot of Happy Hogan in this fucking series, and it just doesn't feel like any of the characters from the movies outside of Captain Carter, right? Who's like essentially like the star of it. So, um, um, one we're overlooking yeah. that I thought was a good like, and these are good ones like where they just make slight character tweaks that make a big difference. That's what what if it's supposed to be. Um, the Peter Quill one I liked a lot, and that was yeah, that was good. That was good, and uh, like that was one where it was a good mix of goofiness, but also serious dramatic stuff. And like, yeah, man. I mean, so I mean, uh, I dig what I dig. What if and and I and I hope they keep it going because it's an easy thing for the MCU to do. We just don't have to take it that seriously, though. It is goofy. That's I mean, it. It's goofy as shit. That's it. And but like my son okay. loves it. There you go. Oh, that's cool. There you I, go. Another show you're never gonna watch. Yeah, it creeped up on me. I like I liked the first season. I was I was kind of more with Kofi on that. I liked the first season, but I yeah, I haven't I mean some of these shows like they're just stacking up so quick on on Disney Plus and stuff that it's like, I don't know. Is that the thing I wanna like invest my time in? No, most? Daredevil season Especially three when, is Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, I mean, no, that's no, the thing. It's the like, conversation. Daredevil season three should be your focus. All right. Okay. All right. Well, Daredevil season three. I'll get on it. I'll get on it. Um, all right. Well, and, uh, I guess that's probably as good of a place as any to wrap us up here. Um, we don't do this a lot, but you know, we're trying to be a little bit more consistent again with with podcasts for you guys. So if you're enjoying the show, leave us a rating, leave us a review on your podcast player of choice, podcast platform of choice. I am Ben Kendrick. You can follow me at Ben Kendrick. You can check out what I'm doing over at Static Media. We run Looper and Slash Film. And uh, I'll kick it over to Mr. Rob Keys. Yeah, you can follow me at Twitter, uh, at Rob underscore Keys. It's K-E-Y-E-S. You can follow my stuff on Screen Rant. And uh, this week we'll have a lot of Sundance stuff because we're heading out there tomorrow. So lots of reviews and interviews coming up soon. Cool. And special guest Kofi Outlaw. I'm over at comicbook.com, and I am the host of the hopefully award-winning Comic Book Nation and the ever-growing Comic Book Nation. Nation. So check us out over there and on your podcast platforms. And uh, if you want to hear me off the clock, uncensored, always come back here to Podcast X. Awesome. That will do it for this week's episode. Not sure what we'll do next week when we get together, but uh, we'll... uh... I'm sure we'll have something fun to talk about. We will talk about some news. There's been some yeah. big news stories that we haven't really gotten gotten to talk about. So um, that'll do it for this week's episode. We'll see you guys next week.